Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Podcast, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third party. Transformers! On this episode, Takara Tommy reveals another train bot for their masterpiece Raiden Combiner. Hasbro's Legacy line is bringing out an IDW inspired retool of a classic character. And another Transformers G.I. Joe mashup is coming soon. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. And this is episode 490, Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that believes it saw Prince William wearing a Transmissions shirt during the Queen's Jubilee celebration. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Hey, everybody. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. How you doing? Let's talk Transformers. All right. Uh, as always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. We really appreciate all your support. And thank you for continuing to help us keep the show going. And we do have a brand new Donatrion this month, or this week, I should say. Thank you again to Cracktastic Plastic, who just came in. It's a great name. I love that name. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you are not sniffing your Transformers. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? The first time you crack open that seal, you just take a big whiff. Oh, there's nothing like it. That and trading cards. Okay, I guess I guess maybe don't snort your Transformers. No. <laughs> no. I think we all have enough microplastics in our blood, probably, without snorting toys. People here smoke their crack, so, I mean, don't smoke your toys. <laughs> I am, I'm personally not familiar with what one does with crack, so I'm glad you're here to educate us. <laughs> if nothing but helpful. <laughs> well, Cracktastic Plastic, welcome to the team. Thank you so much for helping out Transmissions. We really appreciate it. And we hope you will keep listening and uh, stay on the Donatrion team for a long time to come. And of course, as a Donatrion, you get some of those awesome perks, uh, one of which is getting access to all the bonus uncut early episodes of Empire of Rust, our Transformers live play RPG podcast. And this week, Empire of Rust episode 78, Primetime has its bonus episode out. This came out on Monday, July, uh, Monday, June 13th, uh, and it is available only to our Donatrions on our Patreon page. So you already should have access to that, and you can get to hear the episode a week early before it goes up on the free feed, the free Empire Rust feed, next week on June 20th. So uh, enjoy that, and, uh, you know, keep listening, and... Look forward to our uh, Toy Hacks $10 gift code contest at the end of the month, too, because you are now automatically entered for that. Uh, also, if you are an Empire of Rust fan, we've got part five of the Transmissions Empire of Rust crossover collaboration that also came out to this Monday, June 13th on the free Empire of Rust feed. So this was a previously Patreon exclusive Transmissions Empire of Rust crossover that came out last fall, and now we're releasing them on the free feed. So this is part five, the Telltale Spark, and there's only one more part uh, before we conclude this uh, um, this special event. So hope you're enjoying it. Let us know. And that with that, let's jump right into the show and talk about some toy news. All right, and first up this week, uh, we got another reveal from Takara Tommy about their masterpiece, uh, Raiden Combiner, and it is the Yakuza uh, figure, and it is their third uh, figure for their Raiden Combiner, and it's another one of the legs, and they, uh, let's see here, what we've got... I I, huh? I believe it's Yukikaze. Just, just <laughs> Yakuza. You said Yakuza. That's yeah. that's the Jap that's that's the Japanese mafia. <laughs> well, I mean, does he not look like a a, a mafioso? I mean, he kind of does. No, he looks like a train robot. <laughs> I mean, a train robot that's part of the Japanese mafia. 
Was that episode um, in G1? Because I think I missed that, and I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> I think these guys should all be part of some kind of mafia, uh, mafia mob. Uh, that, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, Yaki, Yaku Kaze, I, I, I can't y- say. Y- Yuki Kaze. Yuki Kaze. It's y- four y- syllables. Yuki y- Kaze. Yuki Kaze. <laughs> Yuki Kaze uh, is uh, is another one of the legs, and it is scheduled for release in February of 2023, and is uh, looking to be around 150 dollars US. Um, it uh, it looks pretty great in train mode. The uh, they are showing it uh, uh, here in all of its uh, advertising. Yuki Kaze is also going to, I believe, is coming with the Raiden head. I'm seeing pictures of it here with uh, with all of the Yukikaze advertising material. So it uh, it does appear to come with the head of, of Raiden, which is really cool. So that has prompted some other um, some other people to kind of show uh, the Shuki figure that was uh, I believe was the first figure announced uh which transforms into one of uh the torso of uh raiden uh that has been paired now with the head of raiden and you can now see what uh well the torso and the head look like together um so there are pictures of that as well but uh yukikaze here and the head of raiden they all look pretty good one of the things that does happen now that we've got uh you know these train bots you know coming out one from Takara Tommy and one from Moon Studios is every single time they come out, we're getting, you know, direct comparisons now because, uh, you know, the Moon Studios ones are almost all out. You know, we're just waiting on the arms now and they're they're starting to come out, uh, you know, as we as we record this. The Masterpiece ones, as we've said in previous episodes, the Masterpiece train uh, alt modes are unparalleled these things are magnificent the way they look in train mode i think they're actually much bigger uh than the moon studios ones there has not been a picture taken of one of these masterpiece uh train bots next to a moon studio train bot um yet because it's not officially been released yet i'm gonna hazard a guess that these things are actually much bigger in in train mode than the uh, the moon studio counterpart um the part that i'm finding uh, and it seems to be line wide here uh, is that the the robot modes do appear to have a lot more kibble. So they in in that respect, they do appear to be much more toy accurate uh, because the the G1 toys were pretty kibbly. And then when you got them combined into their uh, Raiden form, the Raiden combiner does appear to be a little bit more He's a parts former, so you gotta. He's like, very much like Devastator, where you had to plug in all these little bits and pieces everywhere. Um, you can see it with the the torso of uh, with Shuki plus the Raiden head. Uh, you can definitely see that there. It looks a little bit more kibbly, uh, you know, there. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting kind of combination. I, I there's not a lot to go on, so I'm really trying not to jump to you know conclusions when it comes to the you know the official combined mode uh because really we've only gotten two legs and a torso with its head now the the head itself uh because we we are getting that with uh, yukikaze does appear to look a whole lot more toy accurate than the moon studios one it's the moon studios version of of raiden here is is much more animation accurate and uh that seems to be a bit of a of a 180 whereas the um the 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 masterpiece like G1 figures have been going cartoon accurate and, uh, you know, everything else has been kind of taken up the rest of the or the other avenues where now we've gotten this masterpiece combiner in, in its official Raiden. They're going for uh, toy accuracy and uh, it does appear to be a little bit, uh, you know, kind of switched. Dr. Pants, let's start with you. What uh, what do you think of Yukikaze here and uh, in the you know, the appearance of their masterpiece Raiden head. Well, uh, UK Kaze, we've gotten now, uh, images of the masterpiece and the moon studios one is out. So that you can kind of make the comparison for it. And yeah, the robot modes really kibbly on the masterpiece. And I'm not a big fan of that. I'm also not a big fan that they keep showing him with a bent knee and like the front of the knee is so hollow. 
There's just a giant mm. hole there. Right. The, you're right. The train mode looks good. Everything else, I'm not really impressed with. And the so we get a silhouette of the combined mode there. I hate it. I hate the proportions. It looks wrong. Some It doesn't mm-hmm. look right. Okay. It looks like there's a lot of backpack going on. And, like, the arm, like, the shoulders look gigantic. Way bigger mm-hmm. than they should. And the head? The head, I, I like that it's kind of toy accurate. That's cool, but... What did they do with the silver paint on the face? Because that one there, it does not look like the paint was applied correctly. And it looks streaky or something. And it kind of hides the detail on the face. Like, the mouth gets lost in the detail that's there. Mm-hmm. Everything else about it looks really good. I like the clear plastic on the lights on the sides of the head. Um, the red pieces there, like the ear fins. The giant V-fin crest on the front. It all looks good. It's just... The silver paint on the face does not look good. And I have to ask, Daryl, because you you have these pieces, was the head a separate piece on the Moon Studios one, or was it integrated into Shoki, or whatever the Moon yeah, Studios one Yeah, it's a good question, called? and uh, it was one of those things that um, that I was curious about as well, because in the for the G1 version of Raiden, the head is actually part of the... Um, well, it's it's part of it's part of it's not part of Shuki. It's part of the the red guy. I can't remember what his name is. He's called. Um, it's Iron it's Arm. Iron, Iron, yeah, Iron Arm for the Moon Studios one. So he's actually part of that figure in the G one, uh, you know, fig, uh, version of Raiden. So Shuki's figure is is what contains the head in the Moon Studios version. Um, okay. and it actually, it's, it's quite large and those, um, so it doesn't have the, the, uh, the little fins on the side of the head. It does have those, you know, ear cones or, or whatever you want to call them, those ear boxes with the lights on them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those actually, you know, can compress into his head and to actually make his head fold, like to, to fit a little bit more snugly into the body cavity the the head will actually separate like open up uh fold open to uh, to lay flat uh inside the 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 body of the train okay yeah then i mean cuz i was i was originally in for the moon studios but the 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 i couldn't afford it when it came down to it but i'm just going to say mm-hmm. that i'm not going in for the masterpiece ones cuz i'm just not the biggest fan of these the train modes look great, and I think because they did such a good job making the train modes as accurate to the real-world trains as possible, I think they lost a lot in every other mode. Mm-hmm. The robot modes are okay, but they're really kibbly, and the combined mode, the proportions just seem really off, and also, it looks kind of dull. When we look at the pictures of like the chest mode that they revealed, like it looks right. plain. I wish there was more paint there. The wings in the chest are just solid plastic and I don't know that this looks masterpiece quality to me. Interesting. The um so one of the complaints that I've had about the Moon Studios version that's just I mean it may just be the robots in general is that the 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 individual robots are not exciting and it may just come down to them just being trains that turn into robots that are just not dynamic. The the real interesting part of this is that when they do combine into this massive combiner is that it looks really stellar altogether with bits of train kind of hanging off in different sections that's the real the real winner here the individual robot modes are kind of blah and that's been just kind of a a takeaway that i've had since i have i've had them kind of kicking around here in individual modes I, I can see that here with the with the um, the masterpiece one is that uh, the these ones here do kind of look a little boring as well but because they're made up of a little bit more kibble it does give them a little bit more you know pieces to be dynamic with so you can put them in different uh, poses and have maybe those you know those arm fins or something like that kind of you know positioned in a different way to to make them look a little bit more awesome or something like that because the 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 moon studios ones really well one they don't have a lot of that stuff right and that's one to their credit but it's also a, a con because you really have 
nothing to work with, you know, to make them really kind of stand out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that you you know you gotta kind of. How often are you going to keep these guys in individual robot modes? For me, it was until I got all six, and actually less because I didn't want to wait. So I just put them together with the four, and that was that's going to be it. So you know, when the next two come in, I'm not I'm not waiting. But that's probably how everyone is. I mean, almost anyone who has a combiner, how is it displayed? It's probably displayed combined. Like, how often do you take it apart to have the individual robots and? The Moon Studios combined mode looks great. This one, they did not prioritize the combined mode. There's no way. Right. Like I, I almost want to believe that it was the, it's it was the lowest on the priority list. Hmm. Possible. Charles, you're an engineer. What do you what do you think of uh, the engineering on this figure? You know, do you think that uh, Doctor Pants is right and that the uh, the combined mode was bottom on the totem pole here? We. I think we can all kind of agree that the train modes, you know, for all of these were top priority because they've nailed them. Every single one we've seen mm-hmm. has been, you know, stellar. It it really does knock it out of the park when it comes to, you know, accuracy for the train modes. There's no discounting that. But uh, the, the, the combined mode is really where it's going to live for most people, like Dr. Pants had said. Do you agree that it, it, it kind of it's falling short? It does look the combined mode does look a little stiff. I mean, it, I, I, I imagine... There's a lot of difficulty in getting a combiner this big and then also wanting to make it somewhat like action figure and posable and, and have lots of joints and points of articulation. So I, I think probably Dr. Pants is right that the, you know, with the train modes being prioritized, that limits what you can do for the robot modes and the combined modes. But I, I actually, I mean, for me, I think it looks fine. I mean, I don't, I don't have a, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not against kibble in general. Um, I think kibble adds, you know, like character and accent to the bots. Like I, I, I don't want a bot to be a shell former where like the, their alternate mode is just hanging off their back. But I do like having the alternate mode being integrated in their body. Like, so you can see the parts of what it turns into on their arms, legs, and chest, and whatever. So, I, I think you know a little bit of kibble is is fine, and these guys look good. Um, and I mean, you can see the comparison between the original G one toy and the um, you know the masterpiece toy here, and how the 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 G one toy looks pretty like pretty plain and stiff and blocky. It's a little bit of a brick, and it's a. I mean, this is a you know a nice a nice update a nice improvement yeah i mean uh, probably the moon studios ro- you know robots are are have a you know have uh have a leg up on these guys but um i still think these are these are good representations i mean i'm still you know for me and i mean i know this for takar told me this probably made sense i mean we've got all the, the combiners we've had combiners out for a long time and this tra- the train bots have not been revisited in a long in a long while. So having these guys be the first masterpiece combiner uh, is a it's a it's a bold move, I guess. I mean, it's I think it it appeals to Jap- to the Japanese audience. I wonder how much they're going to get it, you know international sales. I mean, even if they they probably don't care so much about that, but I imagine like if they decide to do other combiners, they'll get. Like, like, of course, Devastator is the, is the first one that comes to mind or Superion. You know, those those two, I think, are the top tier combiners. And when everyone thinks of combiners, they think of Devastator and Superion as they're like the first ones they'd like to see get done. So I wonder if they'll if this one, like depending on how this one performs, maybe they'll move on to those. I, I think these are, this is uh, it's it's interesting. I, I definitely am interested in seeing the comparison between these guys and Moon Studio, like side by side, back to back. You know, when that inevitably gets done, maybe maybe probably next year we'll ha- we'll have someone we'll have both sets and and be able to put a bunch of pictures online to show them off. But I'm curious about that. Of course, for me, I'm I'm not in I'm not in for these. I'm I'm not buying the and either sets of uh, of masterpiece style combine you know train bots. So I'll I'll admire from afar. Maybe I'll I'll come to your house and and play with yours for a little bit. Accidentally break them and then leave. <laughs> You're welcome at my house <laughs> to play with anything of mine, Charles. <laughs> oh, even if I break it. <laughs> 
It's okay. I, I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> it's a, this is recorded on tape. <laughs> I know. I know you're. I know you're careful, and uh, and I'm I'm prepared to accept the responsibility. <laughs> All right. You know we're we're gonna watch these because you know it's a very interesting uh, you know comparison, and obviously it's the first uh, masterpiece combiner you know that's ever been done. So we're very curious to see how this all plays out. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. So uh, Doctor Pants, what uh, what did you find this week? <clears throat> well, we've got in hand images of a new Transformers Legacy figure, and this is a deluxe blur, but it's IDW blur. So this is a heavy retool of the Studio Series 86 blur, but he's done in a lighter blue to more resemble the IDW comics, the uh, previous continuity, I would assume. I don't... Has he been in the current continuity? No, he has not. Okay. So yeah, the uh, first IDW continuity is where he's from, and he's got more details to more resemble that appearance, not just the head, but also... His shoulders have some detail. Uh, on the sides of the shoulder are the silver discs that he sported. And his alt mode is different because his alt mode has wheels. They don't roll or anything, but they're they're there. There's wheels. Um, I mean, overall, this is kind of cool, especially that we're getting an IDW universe blur. I think this figure looks really, really cool. I got to give it to them for that head sculpt. That looks very IDW blur. And... It looks way better than the Studio Series 86 Blur's head, which makes me sad because I want an 86 movie Blur and I don't like the face on it, but this one looks really cool. So do I switch it out or not? I don't know. But this this does look really cool. I'm hoping this means we get more IDW Universe figures. Maybe a Tarn. But in terms of Blur, Charles, what do you think? You love fast things, right? I'm really reaching here. So <laughs> we get set guns on the gate, set guns on the walls. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, um, I mean, I I do like Blur. I like IDW. I I think we should definitely send one of these to um, Casey Collars because he did the original design for Blur in the IDW comics. He did the spotlight, the art on Spotlight Blur, way back in the day. And yeah, this. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if I, like, it's not something I really was looking for. I mean, I do like the idea of having IDW versions uh, in the Legacy line, so I think that's cool. Just Blur would not have been my first choice for an IDW, you know, version character. But it's it's cool. It's interesting. I do like the head sculpt. It looks really nice. I I prefer the darker blue, though. I don't like the, the light blue on this Blur. I prefer the the darker color scheme on on the Studio Series eighty six blur, but yeah, I mean it's a it's a cool it's I I like the idea and I think they should do more. I you know I I think with Legacy they're they're putting like they're they're doing a multiverse thing where they're pulling from lots of different universes and I like that idea. I like where they're pulling from, so I'm interested to see what other IDW figures they'll they'll put out. Uh, but for the for me, I I was not looking for an IDW universe blur, but I would definitely say send this to Casey Collar because he deserves it. So, all right, fair enough. Well, somebody's got to get on it. Somebody got Casey Collar this figure when it comes out. Daryl, is it going to be you? Are you going to buy two of them, one for yourself and one for Casey <laughs> Collar to send to him? I think Casey's probably got a uh, a line in at uh, at Hasbro since he's been doing the covers for the shattered glass stuff. I think he's probably uh, he's probably go okay. He's probably going to get one of these before any of us. The I, I really like this. I think it looks great. I remember getting that uh, that spotlight uh, blur, uh, and I got the um, the cover that looks the, the cover that was done by Casey, the one that looks like a magazine cover. I think that that's just a, an amazing an amazing cover. I. I really love this idea that they're, they've been going with here for a little bit where, you know, we're going to reissue this figure, but we're going to change like three parts on it. So for this one here, they've changed like the upper arm, you know, the shoulder area. They've changed the head, obviously. For the alt mode, they've changed uh, the, like the, the front of the car. So I don't know if that's just a part or they've taken something away to, to you know, to do that. I, 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 I really want to see what they've done there because I have Studio Series Blur, 
but I've never opened it. It's just sitting on a shelf in its box, so I actually haven't messed with it. Essentially, they've it's the exact same figure. They've just changed like three parts on it and painted it differently. They've just colored it in different plastic. And bada bing, bada boom, it's a whole different character now. You know, well, not really. It's still Blur, but it's from a different universe now. So we, we easily now recognize this as IDW Blur. It's not uh, Studio Series 86 Blur. It's not Shattered Glass Blur. It's a completely different Blur. Same figure, though. Love it. I love what they're doing here. And, you know, we can start looking at potentially doing some other characters like this, you know. You know, we get a lot of Optimus done like this, you know, and that's kind of the go-to. Get Starscream done like this. Obviously, they're, they're go-tos. But, you know, these secondary tertiary characters that, uh, you know, you don't really get very often. And uh, here you go. And the fact that, you know, you, like you said, they're digging into the IDW continuity for, uh, for ideas is, is fantastic. Tarn would be a great one. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, <laughs> it would be a very interesting character or, or figure if they were able to pull that off somehow. Not sure how they do that, but uh, I would be in for it for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, well, if the, I... The, the, fact, the fact that they put Tarn in Cyberverse makes me feel like they're kind of priming the pump and trying to, you know, trying to ease him into another space somewhere. Yeah, I mean, priming the pump, you say? <laughs> I mean, we know from from talking to Maycat, you know, that the ID that uh, the the people who wrote that show were huge fans of the IDW comics. So it's not a far stretch to think that okay, well, the IDW continuity featured Tarn quite a bit as a you know he is the the big bad of of season one or whatever the hell it was. He's a he's a great character, so why not use him in you know in the in the cartoon that they were writing you know, and Hasbro you know, from what we've we've heard about them they're they're pretty hands off when it comes to you know the writing of their you know their properties as long as it doesn't violate any kind of like uh, mission statement or something like that and it covers all the bases they want covered which is pretty easy they're they're pretty they're pretty easy going so yeah I think uh, I I think it's great that we saw him in Cyberverse but. I don't, I don't think that it means that we're they're looking at creating more Tarn figures. Um, I'd love it, but I think Tarn's a very an interesting case study that uh, you know, sure he can appear in cartoons because he's a he's you know he's easy to draw. You know, maybe not he, he's not easy to draw. I don't mean it like that, but he's he's easier to draw than he is to create a figure for, right? So if we can figure out a way to actually make a figure of him. You know, out of an existing one, I'm I'm much more interested in doing something like that. I can I speculate on one thing with that, please. And that is, uh, with the legacy line, it's been a little weird because we're getting all these different universes. But it seems like with every universe they bring into it, the Prime universe, even the G2 universe, it seems like we get a figure that is either potentially a pre-tool or retool or something, or it's just a character who's way more popular, and then they do a character who's maybe less popular. Like, look in the first wave. We got, for the G2 universe, we got Laser Prime. You got to go with an Optimus Prime. That's going to sure. get everybody ready. But then in wave two, they're like, from G2, we're going to pull Straxus. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a deep pull, right? Because Straxus had, what, one figure in the past, and it was a retool Starscream? And he's a wholly original figure. True. And honestly, I look I look at Straxus, and it's like, what are you going to retool that into? I think you mean G-Axis, right? Sorry, G-Axis, yeah, Sorry. I got my axes mixed up. <laughs> my bad. I'm surprised Charles knew, that, Charles knew who that was. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a, but anyway, that's a um, deep pull. But that's a, that deep, joke's that's a deep a, that, pull. Yeah, that's yeah. another deep pull. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a Straxus figure. I don't know because he's in the comics right now, or he was. But uh, like we're getting a G axis, and it's a whole new mold and everything. And now here we're getting the IDW universe, and of course they're leading with Blur, popular character, had a spotlight issue, and also played a big part at the end of the series. And they can just retool the figure. I wouldn't be surprised then if a later wave they re- reveal another IDW figure, and it is a whole new mold. Yeah, and that'd I be mean, awesome. as as far as Tarn goes, Tarn was a uh, he's a tank with twin cannons, right? Yep. They were able to do twin cannon tanks in R.I.D. 2015. They weren't great figures because, you know, it was R.I.D. 2015, but they've done it. So mm-hmm. maybe they could maybe they could do something like that. Sure. Well, the something that I like to 
think about when it comes to these waves. And frankly, I'm not looking at this entire wave. I'm looking at this one figure right now is the cost to make them. So if you look at the wave that has this IDW blur in it, and and again, I'm just I'm going off the top of my head because I don't know who's el- who else is in this wave with with this IDW blur. But this blur is going to cost them very little to to make because 90 percent of him is a is a something they can reissue or reuse so that's very little that they have very little work that they have to do to make this figure that's a cheap that's a cheap figure to put out it's a, another character it's another box in the in the in the wave but very little investment in in creating this character so you think of it being let's say it's 25 percent the cost of, of creating a new character for this blur. So now they got 75% more money to, to play with than something else. You know, if you grab, if you grab another 15% from this character, you grab another 10% over here, you grab 50% over here, right? Now you've got a whole bunch more cash to play with and you throw it into something else, you know, and maybe just maybe we're talking about your, uh, your G axis that we, we just had. You know, that's maybe what happened with Jaxus, where we're like, okay, well, we want to have, we got to this pet project that we've been working on. We've been tossing it around. We just don't have the funds for it. What if we pull some some uh, money from each each individual figure over the next three waves, and then we can make a Jaxus figure? Well, cool. All right, let's do it. Let's see what we can do. Maybe that's what we're doing here, or maybe this blur is the result of money being pulled for the Jaxus figure. True. So that's kind of sometimes when I look at these things, I look, okay, well, this figure is a great little figure, costs them very little to make. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I mean, if they're going to bring an IDW figure in, I'm almost certain we'll see another one. I just, I think, I think most of us out here in our age group and who are comic fans are going to want to see a Tarn. I think that's probably our number one main, number one figure we want in the main line from IDW. Think of if you're if you're trying to speculate on other IDW characters, look at the ones that are already out that have been brought out within the last three waves or three series, right? Something from War for Cybertron, you know, something out of those three three way or lines, and something that you know existed as a character that existed in in IDW, something that they could change a few things on and 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 still put out the exact same character but with a different look, right? That's that's essentially what what they'd probably want to do. What what Hasbro would would be looking to do to save some money. Probably, but we also, of course, still have to get some original figures too. They can't exactly. just constantly re- remake the new remake the same figures over and over again. Well, they can. They right? can. That's and that's how we get Combiner <laughs> Wars. Sure, and and an entire Star Wars line. <laughs> yes, and now so. everything's just a Silver Bolt retool. But. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's all I have. So, Charles, you've got something amazing, right? <laughs> well, depending on your point of view, uh, if you are a fan of G.I. Joe, this is uh, quite amazing. <laughs> if not, then mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess this week or last week, I should say, uh, Hasbro had uh, one of their uh, live streams and this was focused on G.I. Joe and one of the re- reveals uh, during the G.I. Joe live stream from Hasbro was a G.I. Joe Transformers collaboration. This is their second uh, collaboration, and this is Bumblebee and Strike uh, Stalker, I should say. Bumblebee and Stalker. He's Bumblebee turns into an AWE Striker, which is a Jeep that looks a lot like Beachcomber in Jeep mode. Uh and then Stalker uh, paired with Stalker, the GI Joe character Stalker, uh, and he can he is uh, in scale with the GI Joe uh, figures, and he can ride in Bumblebee in Jeep mode, and it you know looks pretty well proportioned. So it's interesting. I mean, this is uh, I guess the last one was Megatron as a his tank, wasn't it? Yep. So now so we've got an Autobot uh, to but counter the Decepticon here in the, in their collaboration line here. I don't, I don't know. It's, it feels, uh, it, it's a, it looks good. I mean, Bumblebee looks pretty good in his robot mode. It's just a little weird. Like Bumblebee is pretty yellow 
and having him now in this Jeep alternate mode where he's all green and just, you know, the one yellow bit for his chest and arms in robot mode and it's on the back bumper when he's in Jeep mode. And yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's fine, I guess. Uh, if you're really, if you really are a fan of mashing up your GI Joe and Transformers, you know these are these are probably things you were looking forward to. Um, I mean, I, I think the cool thing is that it does seem to fit right in with the GI Joe uh, accessories and, and vehicles. So, you know, it, it's it's definitely like they designed it to be the GI Joe vehicle first, and then you know worked the robot mode in around it. And I think that's, you know, that's pretty clear from the, the design here. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's, you know, the, if you want, if you want your G.I. Joe vehicles to be Transformers, then this is a happy day for you. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's not, it's not too interesting. I'm, I'm, I've, I have kind of really not, not never gotten back into gi joe since i was a kid in the 80s i, I did watch gi joe of course back in the 80s uh but since then i have never really picked back up with with gi joe in general i you know other than dipping back into whatever shows or comics were around occasionally but uh there is still a, a significant gi joe crossover fan base there, so i'm sure folks will be happy with this um daryl I, I know uh you are also not the biggest fan of G.I. Joe, but what do you think of this figure? Um, no, I'm not a, a huge G.I. Joe fan. I appreciate the fact that they're keeping the uh, the fact like it works with the three and three quarter inch figures. Uh, they're 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 continuing that. What's his name? Stalker. Yeah. So Stalker can can sit inside the vehicle and then uh, once transformed, he can stand on the on the back and, and, and still man man the gun that's there as well so uh i like that they're continuing that i i i'm gonna have the same complaint that i had with megatron and that is the fact that they're using named transformer characters from from the history of of this i do understand that transformers and gi joe have a history of crossovers right from the 80s like it was the first series that ever crossed over and and marvel did it back in the day and then it's subsequently been done countless i don't know how many times it's been done a lot it's always the series that transformers gets crossed over with it's very easy to do so they do it uh, this the same complaint i had with megatron is that the collaborative series has done new characters they've created new characters to put in these franchises gi joe is the first one who's used named characters from Transformers, Megatron and Bumblebee being the two. With Ghostbusters, they had Ectotron, and they had uh, um, Gigawatt with Back to the Future, Tyrannicon Rex, and JP93, still a terrible name, but it's with Jurassic Park, and then they got Maverick with Top Gun, and then the the other ones, that's, uh, the, the X-Men one is... Uh, Ultimate Expanse, yeah, yeah, Ultimate Expanse, and uh, and then there's, uh, I think it's, is it Dracula? Is it? It's uh, it's the Transformer Draculus, Draculus, yes, Draculus. So I mean, yeah, it's not uh, it's not too crazy with that one, but it's close enough. You know, the only caveat of that is that there was the the exclusive Optimus Prime in the in the uh, um, the the Ghostbusters line, right? But uh, it did come out second. Uh, to the Ectotron. Secondly, this figure doesn't look very good. If none of my other complaints fit anything, like if I didn't have any of those, the figure doesn't really look very good. It looks great as a G.I. Joe vehicle. I'll give him that. It looks like this... I I assume the team that made this was the G.I. Joe team. Probably the same one that made the Megatron. Um, So the the G.I. Joe vehicle looks very good. But then it's it's just a deconstructed G.I. Joe vehicle with a, a robot head on it. The hands from the on the arms, they don't do anything. They're on, ro- uh, you know, they're on mushroom pegs so they can rotate, but they don't kind of hide away in transformation. The underside of the arm is just a, a gaping hole, which is more and more common with modern Transformers. So I can 
I really don't want to let that pass, but it's it's kind of something that happens these days. It's it it almost looks like this is more like a more like a like a rescue bots toy. Like you know, the legs seem a little bit more complex, so I don't want to say that. But I'm looking more at the torso right now. The torso is very blocky, and the head just looks very you know soft and you know not very menacing. I guess it's Bumblebee, sure, but. It's G.I. Joe, so you think army and war and, you know, maybe it should be dangerous. The tires look like they're, like, flotation devices. They're so big. And I, I get that it's a dune buggy and, and I get the, the you know, the, the comparison that, yes, it should be Beachcomber and, and all of that stuff. But sure, but who the hell knows who Beachcomber is? I, I And I get why they chose Bumblebee for this. But I don't because it should also be a, non, a, a new character. So create somebody new. I got a lot of problems with this thing. Yeah, I I like it as a GI Joe vehicle. I have no idea who Striker is. I'm assuming he's a he's a he's a GI Joe guy. I I you know I'm assuming he's not new. Stalker. Oh, sorry, Stalker. Yeah. No, it's Striker, isn't it? Yeah. No, the the vehicle's called a Striker. No, I mean I mean the uh, the guy. I I don't know. Yeah, who... the guy's called Stalker. The vehicle that he turned that Bumblebee turns into is a striker. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I don't know who Stalker is, but uh, I assume he's he's not a new character either. I, I assume he's somebody. No, from he's 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 he showed up in the first GI Joe ca- cartoon se- season okay, one. Cool. He was there. Right on. All right. But yeah, this is a this is an easy pass for me, uh, which is fine because this thing sold out. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's it's gone already. So who, who to everyone who bought it. Congratulations! I'm happy you got it. This is just one of those things I'm not going to be getting. It's uh, it's just a. I think it's a bit of a mess. If I was still a kid, like we're talking before ten, I was a big GI Joe fan. I was a big Transformers fan. I would have lost my mind seeing this in the store, and I would have to have it. But as an adult, I'm jaded, and <laughs> I I'm looking at it, and I actually, when I first looked at, it, didn't automatically assume Beachcomber. Which right there goes towards Daryl's thing of who the hell knows who Beachcomber is? I'm a Transformers fan. I didn't even think of it. My first thought was if we're gonna do a green military vehicle who can have a cannon on their shoulder, why isn't it Hound? Mm-hmm. Like, yep, or even Bulkhead. It, like Jesus, he's got the he's got the wings on the back, kind of like Bulkhead. Yeah, and you would you would think like somebody's gonna be familiar with Bulkhead, but. Like, I understand why it's Bumblebee, but then the splashes of yellow bother me, especially with the fact that his entire chest is just the back of the car. And also, you can see his arms peeking out the bottom, and they're bright yellow. So, it that's my biggest problem with it, is they're, they're trying to incorporate too much of what the classic character looks like into a vehicle that doesn't necessarily fit them. And, I mean, as a kid, I would love this toy. I, I would I gotta say that I would have loved it as a kid, but right now as a Transformers fan and not much of a Joe fan, I'm just I I don't care, I don't care for it. I don't like Bumblebee that much. I don't like GI Joe in general that much. So this is a pass. Yeah, that I mean that I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, so this is really for you know I, I definitely I, I definitely agree that kids would love this. I mean. You know that this was something in the in the '80s. We never would have dreamed of all of Transformers crossing over with all these properties, and you know to see it, see those all those things being real now is is pretty cool. So I I think uh, definitely. I mean, of course, I don't know if if kids nowadays are are into are into GI Joe or even Transformers much at all. So, I, but I imagine they're out there. So. Um, and Joe fans, I think, will appreciate this too. So, I, I have a yeah, coworker I mean, I, whose whose kids are into Transformers pretty hard. So yes, they 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 still exist. It's not just yeah. us buying all the toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ooh, good to good to know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh, if it's already sold out, that means there is a market for it. So enjoy. <laughs> Okay, that will do it for all our toy topics. So we will move on to trips to the store. This is the part of the show where we show off all our cool Transformer stuff we got this week. We do this as a video segment so you can see everything we got in beautiful high definition. 
So we'll have it in our YouTube channel so you can see everything there. But we'll have the audio right here in the podcast so you can keep listening as we describe everything we got in loving detail. So without further ado, trips to the store. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. Okay, let's jump in to what we got this week. And I'm going to go first. There I am. So, uh, I already mentioned we're going to review Last Spot Standing number one. I don't know if I showed this off before. Maybe I did, but this is my copy of Last Spot Standing number one. I showed my uh, my online exclusive that we got. We ordered that last week. This is the regular copy. This is the Nick Roche cover. Uh, Nick Roche is the writer on the book, but uh, he did do the. He is an artist, so he did do the cover art for this one. Uh, I really like the Alex Milne cover. Of course, my shop did not get him in, and I didn't order one. So maybe I'll pick that one up, but I didn't get it yet. But Daryl, I think he's already showed his off in a previous episode, so that was cool. Uh, I also, uh, you know, uh, I think everyone on this podcast has uh, jumped into the Studio Series 86 Coronation Starscream Club. And I hopped on the bandwagon. So here it is. Got to get the chair. It's a nice chair. <laughs> Studio Series 86 Starscream. I have not opened them yet, but it's a cool figure. It's added to the pile. Who disrupts my coronation? It's a great figure. It's a, it's a great, great mold. And the, and the, the add-ons for him make him look awesome. Yep. There he is. In the back. Yeah. I, I love that cape. I wish it were cloth, but, like, it's still a really cool cape. The fact that it can unfold, unfurl. And the cover, the art for the box art is really nice, too. I wonder if Marcelo Mater did this art. Studio Series 86 art has been really cool. I think all the full box arts for, for this and Legacy have all been really cool. I don't miss the windows. It just looks good. All right, so that's what I got this week. We're going to move on to Daryl. I assumed you were going to show this off, Charles, um, but uh, you didn't. This is Last Spot Standing, issue number two. This is cover D, and this is the, uh, I think it's the Vitruvian Man, uh, the cover, and it is showing off Rodimus in uh, the Vitruvian Man pose. Um, Vitruvian Man is a Leonardo da Vinci uh, sketch, and it is a very popular a piece of art. Although, if you probably asked him, he probably <laughs> wouldn't think it was art. He'd probably just think he was sketching something. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, everything Da Vinci is art now. And uh, this is a very cool piece of uh, our cover. Uh, and I do not remember who did the the art on it. I should, I because it's, I actually, I really, really liked this one. And uh, I'm going to quote it. So this is Jim Stafford who did this one. Yeah, I, I, I made a, uh, a, a plea to get this this cover from my store, and uh, and they gave they gave me the book this week, so I was very happy to get that from them. So that was good. My toy for this week is a new to me toy, so it is used, but it is uh, it is complete. So that is how I try to buy things these days. If it's not G one, because G ones are harder to get, um, and I posted pictures up on my Twitter already. So if you haven't checked them out, I have Twitter, and um, and you can go on really? Twitter and you can take take a look. <laughs> But yeah, so I just dropped one of his missiles. So, but trust me, I do have the, the second one. This is R.I.D. 2001 Nemesis. Actually, he's Scourge in this, but this is this is in the my Nemesis Prime collection. So he is Scourge. He is the I think this is Robot Master. I can't remember what they called this uh, this mold. But uh, Doctor Pants, you got an answer for that? I think it was Robot Masters, but I cannot remember. Robot Hero. So Ro- Ro- yes, yes, Robot yes. Hero Optimus, uh, or or Convoy Combat Hero, wasn't it? Now you, now yep. I think you got it. We we got to it. There you go, Com- <laughs> Combat Hero uh, Scourge, and this was a Toy Store exclusive. I found out from KB Toys. So yeah, so I actually do have the Optimus uh, that uh, this mold is uh, or this figure is based on, and uh, and it's 
I think it's almost complete. I think I'm missing one of the missiles, and the missile I have for it is actually kind of jank. But uh, here's the second missile. I like this. It looks good. The uh, the th- the guys like this thing here. This is like that's that's all. <laughs> that's all. Um, like head like the light up is is his eyes like like they light up like light crazy piping. like piping yeah i forgot that for a minute there um <laughs> yeah like his his light piping is insane come on come in don't uh, don't let jeremy visit your house he might steal that from you yeah he's uh he's he's got one coming to him already i think i i i picked up a a, a a scourge for him. It's not going to work. These cameras, it's just, it's focused on me. I don't understand. I'm just, I mean, I'm too handsome. <laughs> um, but uh, I, anyway, I really like this figure. It's fun. Um, it looks great in its alt mode. It's uh, just the, the really nice black with the teal and the, the little pink parts. It, it looks awesome. So yeah, that's it. That's what I got this week. Okay. Dr. Pants, we come to you. Well, I only have two this week because uh, I was on last week and showed everything off, but this showed up the next day after we recorded last week's show. Another trade from Transformers Trading on Reddit because if you look, it's a great place to get stuff. I ended up trading the Prime Master that came with Predaking, so Onyx Prime, the little Prime Master that went into uh, Razor Claw's mouth because somebody wanted it to finish off their Throne of Primes, and I'm like... I don't need it. No one can see it. And they traded me, number one, an R.I.D. 2001 Stink Bomb. So <laughs> he, go, he goes in my R.I.D. 2001 collection, and he looks great for how old he is. That chrome is looking solid and uh, no flaking or anything. And, of course, he turns into a basically a Transmetal 2 skunk. So I'm down <laughs> for that. I'm down for that. And the other one, to go along with him, is R.I.D. 2001, Darkscream, who turns into a flying squirrel. Because we need more Transformers like that. That and he has a sword. That's just cool. A sword so that- you got you got both those figures for just the one little Prime Master? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's why I did it. It's I worth was a lot, like, actually. <laughs> that Prime Master's worth a lot. Yeah, I know. But it was just like, I want these figures in my collection. And in all honesty, it was like... He sent me pictures. I'm like, these are in really good shape. All the chrome looks good. Sure. You need it for that? There you go. So I'm willing to help out people with that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm really happy to have these in my collection. I still need a... It's either a slapper or a spitter. I forget which one's the third one that goes with these guys. Spitter's the frog. frog. Well, it's a frog, but I can't remember... Because slapper... I think slapper might be his name in the show. And spitter was his name... Spitter was his name in Beast Wars. Okay. I don't remember. But <laughs> but that's all I got for right now. So I haven't been able to find anything else around here. Hmm. I, Transformers trading on Reddit. You got to hit it up if you haven't yet. It's amazing. I should amazing. use it. You really should. <laughs> I mean, you, right. you helped make it, didn't you? I, I was the one who made it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Use it. I, I, I just uh, have not used it yet. So I made it and then it just kind of took on a life of its own. So. Okay. Well, that will do it for this episode of Transmissions Trips to the Store. We now return to the Transmissions Podcast. We're back from our trips to the store, and we will finish up the show with convention news. We have one piece of news in convention news, and it's it's pretty exciting. After, you know, the last couple of years, which has been pretty crazy, Hasbro is going to be attending San Diego Comic-Con 2022, which is going to be July 21st to 24th. We don't know anything else. Other than Hasbro is going to be there. But that's, I mean, that's pretty exciting because when Hasbro shows up at SDCC, we usually get some pretty cool announcements and there's usually some pretty cool exclusives and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to see what they bring, but we'll just have to wait and see. You guys excited for anything in particular they might show off? Just looking for new toy reveals, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the, maybe the, the comic, uh, like the, the license, the new home of the license. Oh, yeah. It is Comic-Con. 
Maybe they'll talk about comics. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. No. <laughs> they'll talk about the Rise of the Beasts, and they'll talk about some toys, but they won't talk about the comics. Actually, I'd be okay <laughs> if they showed off some Rise of the Beast stuff. They I'm, should. It's probably I, I, fucking done. <laughs> I I hope so. But, I mean, I would love to see more of that. Previously to the pandemic, we got all of, like, SDCC used to have exclusives, too. Like, you used to get exclusive figures at SDCC. So, a number of years ago now, we used to get, like, um, the the Titan Devastator had a special one there. Metroplex had a, you know, a special release there. You know, these were a long time ago now, but... I, I would hope that maybe a, a, a return to SDCC means that you will we'll start seeing some of these, you know, crazy exclusives start to come back. That'd be cool. Maybe. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Which are not technically exclusives to the one show. They, they'll, they'll make their way around to the rest of the shows, too, like uh, Fan Expo here in Canada. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, before the pandemic, it used to be like it, it was Toy Fair and SDCC and then New York Comic Con, which were the three big events where you got Transformers reveals, too. That's right. So maybe this is a return to that. Since they since they didn't have a Toy Fair this year, maybe we'll we'll get, you know, a big set of uh, a big chunk of toys revealed at SDCC. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping and hopefully it's stuff that hasn't just been leaked already. Yeah. yeah, but that is it for convention news. Okay, and that takes us to the end of the show. We did get a piece of voicemail from a good friend of the show, John Four X Eleven Good, uh, but Jeremy is the guy with the soundboard, so <laughs> we're going to wait for him to come back uh, before we do uh, John's voicemail. So, John, just we we thank you for your patience. <laughs> We will we will get to your question. It is a good question too. So we'll, it is. We will it's get a very good question. question. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe send in another one and we'll start banking these. And, and uh, yeah, we got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to tackling this one uh, um, when Jeremy's back. Yep. All right. And uh, speaking of John Forks Good, we give a shout out at the end of every show to our masterpiece Donatrions. And John Forks Good is our first. And longtime uh, Masterpiece Donatrion, so shout out to him. And, of course, also Demon Tech 82 Thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast at our highest level. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you, so thank you. And, of course, again, Dr. Pants, you're back with us. You, you, you slid in uh, when we had a vacancy today, so thank you for helping us out this week. Uh, and coming back, back to back, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for, you know, being, filling in for us on short notice. And why don't you tell everyone where they can find your stuff online? Well, thanks as always for having me and never be afraid to ask me for help, especially during the summer months, because I'm on vacation. I got nothing else to do. So it's nice to be here. <laughs> but... You can find me and my friends doing the Nerstradamus thing all at Nerstradamus.com, but most of our output is, of course, the Nerstradamus YouTube channel. We stream, we post videos, mostly video game stuff, some music videos. You guys have heard this spiel all before. If you want to see just a bunch of guys having fun, doing dumb things, come check us out. We have a blast. And on Fridays is our main stream at night. Come hang out with us. We usually start 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Might be a little earlier some nights, but yeah, come hang out. We love to talk to people. All right, definitely do that. That will do it for this episode of Transmissions. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our Transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Got it. Got it. I I hope so. Seems it. Yes, we're good. (laughs)
That's some good shit right there. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we show off all the stuff we got uh, in our, on video. So we show all the, uh, you know, let me start that over again. I don't know what's, <laughs> I, I just completely messed, screwed this up. I don't know why. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. On Tuesday last week, this week I guess, I uh, fell at hockey and fell onto my elbow and jammed my shoulder and it's been hurting so bad ever since. (laughs) Don't get old is the... the, (laughs) you You can't get old, man. It's... (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately i don't think we have a choice just die young <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's uh i wouldn't i will take door number two that I'll is a old, that is a worse that is a worse choice but it is the other choice <laughs> oh, no. let me in sorry sorry <laughs> I, I just i tried to do it too <laughs> Daryl and I fighting with the controls. I saw you sitting there, and I'm like, and I only realized after like two minutes, I'm like, oh, I can let you in too. And then we both got click happy. I was just on last week. I blew my load then, so oh. like, oh. <laughs> okay, we we didn't we did not need the visual aid. <laughs> I, I mean. Have, I, <laughs> Go ahead. Just, we're done. 